Reality is setting in. Companies that could raise money easily can't. Investors today can get 5 6% on deposit. What you've now got is people want profitability. Tuka, this is your first podcast. It is. I am um, flattered. Why have you not done one before? Um, I don't know. I was, I've been offered lots of podcasts, lots of money, but for some reason I've said no. Um, and it was your direct approach. <laughs> you know? and, and I think being very grounded and very what you see is what you get, mm. I felt comfortable doing this. Yeah. No offer from Stephen Bartlett to go on his podcast? Hints. Yeah. Hints. But I think, I think you know, Stephen has an amazing podcast. Um, you know, uh, he probably thinks I'm too old now. He calls me, or he started calling me his uncle now. <laughs> Didn't you say, what, what do you know about business, Stephen? Didn't you say that to him? I did, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think when somebody, he's very, Stephen's very talented. And when somebody says to someone like me, who's been in business for 50 years, wow. on something, I said, well, what do you know about business? I've been in for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, uh, and in, in my 50 years, I've probably done everything in business you could imagine. Mm. You know, success, failures, you name it, I've been there. Yeah. 50 years. So let's start with pre and post lockdown. Yep. Um, how has business changed for you? And was lockdown one of the weirdest, scariest things you've ever seen in your 50 years? Um, look, um, the lockdown actually reminded me of the three-day week. So if we Nigel go, Farage just talked about that. Yep. Yeah. So, so that's what it reminded me. I remember right. the three-day week. Was that in the uh, 70s? Yep. Yeah. In those days, if you had a car, if all the odd numbers could fill up on a certain day, all the even numbers could fill up a certain day. Um, wow. You could only open the office three days a week. Um, by law? By law. That was it. Three-day week. You didn't um, do any other days on the side or no, anything? No, no, no. no. Um, and I think when COVID came, um, I, I think it, it was um, an awakening to a lot of people. Um, it was a point where businesses that were stuck in their way and weren't flexible had real problems. Yeah. It was another way where businesses were, were very agile and it could change their offer. Mm. Um, did great. And I think that there was this whole um, conclusion that we were going to be in an online business environment and retail was finished. Mm. So, so, so what actually happened? People felt that this was the new society. You know, yeah. We're going to live at home and work at home and we're going to buy online and we're going to exercise more and we're going to look after ourselves. Yeah. So we had a boom in, in that sector. And and what has happened? Uh, and you had big 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 booms. You had a boom in um, online, boom in bicycles, Peloton, Peloton, mm, home um, gyms. Yep. Yeah. A, a big boom in there. And and some of those businesses, especially in the states, had valuation of a billion. Um, wow. Yep. Yeah. And. Um, and I had to think, you know, with all my businesses, and I've got um, three fashion businesses, 26 investments uh, in all sectors. How do we keep the lights on? Um, I uh, 
probably went to the office nearly every day where I could, where, where I was allowed to yeah. by law. Um, and, and I worked where I could in the office. Was it scary? Um, not really. You know, I was a, uh, and then I, I was a big, I made a big statement to the press uh, and they got it all wrong. Because at the time I said to my team, people in the warehouse that worked for me had no option but to go to the warehouse. Mm. People that worked on London Transport had no option. Those policemen had no option. Nurses had no option. And, and, I, and I made a comment saying that working from home wasn't fair for the people that couldn't afford not to work. Yeah. Right? Mm. And what you had, you had this whole middle society Lawyers, accountants, HMRC. H- yeah, all, all, those, <laughs> yeah. all those people. Most of HMRC are working, working from home from now. Home. Yeah. Um, or, and then I got such a backlash. Did you? Yeah. Saying, oh, what do you know? Um, what do I know? And I'm this and I'm yeah. that. And I said, I don't know anything. I just feel for those people yeah. that had no option. Yeah. yeah. So I gave all my staff. Uh, a, a, an extra bonus by working those periods, mm-hmm. and, and I cared about them. Yeah, you know their welfare, um, and, and that was a period that I felt. Did you have to use furlough? Yep, we used furlough. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, unfortunately, I've got retail businesses. Yeah. You know, um, uh, and, and most retailers were in a position um, where they need CBAs to survive. Mm. Uh, my biggest retail business, Horse and Curtis. Yeah. We, we didn't do a CVA. Right. Um, I we went for a period where we, we reduced stores. I wrote out checks to landlords, got out of stores. Yeah. And luckily, um, about 40% of all the leases terminated during COVID. Right. So we renegotiated. Yeah. And I must say, landlords have been great. Mm. You know, the bigger landlords, yeah. you know, the, the shopping centers, they, they understood the problem. And they were great, you know, and, and Hawes um, and Curtis has survived and is thriving. So, it, so if you look at COVID, that there was this whole um, perception of where do we go from here? Yeah. People that felt that they were in the power now, you know, it, the employee became the powerhouse coming out of COVID, shortage of labor, coming out of Brexit. So we, we saw this rapid rise in the last 12 months of wage rises. Mm. But that wage rise, if you really think about it, wage rises were suppressed in the low inflation days. Mm. You know, over the last seven, eight years, the wage rises were, were It coming. never goes in a straight upward, no, does no. it? No. They were suppressed. Yeah. And in a way, I think wage rises today have only just come to par the way they should be. You know, right. I, I don't. Yeah. I don't see them rising. I don't, I don't see uh, there's a big shift now between employer and employee. Twelve months ago, fifteen months ago, I think the employee had the upper hand. Yeah. I think the employer now has the upper hand. Right. And I think working from home now, especially in most industries, you know, it, people are coming back, or employers are demanding they come back. You know. We are. Yeah. Yeah. We have I over am. 100 staff. Yep. No work from home. Yep. Well, look, 
I have a, a lot of staff. It's not in their contracts, but you know, a couple of if, if they want the odd day, they ask. They, yeah. they, we don't really say no. However, you know, people come to me for a job, and I interview them, and, and they say, well, "I want the job." Yeah, you still okay. do some interviews? Yeah. Yeah. Final interviews. Yep. Yeah. Right. And they say, "Yeah, we uh, want the job," uh, and they go away, accepting the job, and they come back. They want to work two days from home. Yeah. And I said to them, when you see me working from home, you can work from home. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's what I said. That'd be never, won't it? No. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> uh, so, 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 what, so what we've seen with COVID is a total shift. So today, wind up today, uh, online is down 20%. So, Did you get into online? Did you, no, were we, you tempted? Yeah, we were online. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were, but generally, if you look at um, online, more people are buying from stores. Stores are back. Right. Retail is back. Wow. People want to go, they want to touch, they want to feel. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you know, the Amazons will still be here, but that's only a convenient product. Yeah. If you want something small, you know, but if you want to buy clothes, women are going back into stores. Right. Um, in Hawes and Curtis, for instance, men are, men are really spending money on clothes. Yeah. They want to suit them, they want it measured, they want to look, they want to buy it online. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we're seeing online growing, this is across the board, right? and yeah. I'm talking to, to quite a few CEOs who are telling me that online, so people are looking for stores, we're growing our portfolio, um, and because online is so expensive now, so what you've got is all the bits that you have to pay, Google, Facebook, yeah. marketing, right, yeah. yeah, so expensive, yes. it's not profitable as it used to be. Right. So most people come on Dragon's Den, they say, we ask, what I ask, what do you want the money for? They say, marketing. I say, <laughs> yeah. and, and they think that marketing solves their problem. And if you've got a product that costs less than 40 quid or 50 quid, you might as well put it into retail. Right. It costs too much to acquire a customer. Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. So the whole dynamics has changed. You know, you had, during COVID, people subscriptions for, you know, in a recession what do you do you look at your bank statement you say Cancel that them. goes that yeah. goes that goes <laughs> yeah. you know where the a pitch came in had a box of uh, food they would supply I won't mention the names they would supply you with a box of fruit and veg exactly what you got to cook and I remember I looked at the box and I said okay let's cost it so I took it all out bit by bit yeah laid it all out and I said, right, if I bought that, two pounds. And I did it with the entrepreneur. Yeah. There was an 18 pound difference. He said the 18 pound was for the box, the delivery, and their profit. Yeah. To what you could buy it for in a store. Right. But those, those fantasy businesses are all coming to an end now. Yeah. You know? yeah. So that's the difference. Reality is setting in. Companies that could raise money easily can't. Investors today can get more, you know, you get five, 6% on deposit. Yes. Right. About uh, time. Yep. Mm. And and then what you've now got is people want profitability. The old uh, other people's money invest. I'll burn it for two years. I'm going to raise more money. It's finished. Right. So that gives you a, a bit of a COVID overlook. Yeah. Of, of where we're at. So my business partner said to me a few years before COVID, he said the biggest threat to our business is the government. 
And I don't know if he had some kind of sense that something big was coming, but of course he's, he means tax and everything mm. else. What are your thoughts on that statement? Is it harder to run a business now? Um, look, if you look at our taxation, um, we have a big economy that needs funding. NHS. Yeah. Your national s- debt. Schooling. National debt is, is a big one. Yeah. And, and actually, um, 7% of the population don't work. Wow. They, they yeah. say that, that, that they are what they're called disabled and they can't work. 7%. Well, I don't think they're all disabled. No, but no, no, but <laughs> no. 7%. Yeah. So, so they've got to be funded. Yep, got to be yeah. funded. Um, and in a way, when you look at it, um, and I don't know the exact percentages, but is it 20% of the population pay 70% of the tax? Right. Yeah. Something, something that I'm not exactly, yes. but that sort of proportion. Yeah. And, and I think as the cost of running the economy goes up, taxation is going to come from somewhere. Um, if you're not creating a, uh, an economy that incentivizes entrepreneurs to invest in the economy, to make profits, to pay the taxes, then I think we're, we're going to end up in a society where there'll be a big drain of, of wealth out of this country. And, and in a way, it's happening. Um, I know a lot of people who are now moving to Portugal. Yeah, Lisbon. Mm. And tax incentives. Mm. Yeah, there. yeah. Doing two days' work yep. here a week. Yep, and going back. Yeah. Dubai. Dubai, big. You know, Marbella. So, so, so yeah. I think, I think what, what's happening is that families are now uh, in a better position to move, schooling, education, facilities, are much more available. And I think, I think the, prob- the problem with, this, with the UK is the fact that unless, unless they get real and understand the real problem of the economy. Which is? Well, I, I think it's too, many, too, many red, too much red tape in business. Uh, taxes have gone just beyond. And I think there's a lot of fat. So if you take the NHS, and I love the NHS, I mean, don't get me wrong, mm. and I, those, those nurses really work really hard, mm. and they should be paid more. But people like, there's agencies that supply doctors that get 40% commission. On, they make tens of millions of pounds on the NHS. Yep. Yeah, wow. So that those people are creaming it off, consultants, yeah. um, all, all those sort of, freeloaders uh, who take m- money from the NHS, whereas, whereas that money should be re-diverted into doctors, yeah. nurses, people who really work. Yeah. And why isn't it? Because it's the public sector. I, I think I've got too much of a bureaucracy. Right. You know, all round. Yeah. I mean, you've got the civil service, I think 80% of them work from home. Yeah. If I run a civil service, I'd have them all queuing up every morning, checking in. You know? <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. You know, and, and say to them, you know, I'd, I'd fire 50% of them and make that 50% work just as hard. Yeah. You cannot be efficient working from home. No. You cannot make those decisions. You know, if, you, if you're in an office and you can bounce off ideas yeah. and, and, and take action right away, your, your efficiency goes up. Yeah. And, and I, think, I think the government's too weak. Is it, is it Michael Gove who runs the, that area or, or whoever it is? Right. Or those civil servants? Somebody needs to get a civil service. Oh, no, it's not Mike. It was, um, what was his name? 
Maurice. Pretty small. Pretty small. Yeah. yeah. He said it. Yeah. But he wasn't strong enough to get them back. Yeah. You know, the government's not strong enough. Unfortunately, um, Rishi, who I admire, was a very good chancellor, but he doesn't come across as a strong prime minister. Right. Do you think he has enough interest in business and entrepreneurship? Look, um, he doesn't, he's wealthy enough. He hasn't got to do it. No. Yeah, that, that's for sure. But surely someone in the government must have worked out that if they just keep pounding more tax on starting a business and becoming an entrepreneur, they're either not going to do it or the ones that are doing well are going to leave. Look, I think they've got their hands tied. They don't take those bold moves. You know, they, they don't take the move, the, the, the move to say, how do, we, how do we stimulate the economy? You know? But isn't that what they want? Isn't economic growth the goal, the panacea? It's supposed to be. Yeah. And how do you grow an economy when you're biting the hand that feeds you? Look, I'm not an economist. All I know is if you incentivize entrepreneurs to go and do business, which, which they did. Um, yeah, because it hasn't, it, like, it used to be easier. There were less taxes. What I'm afraid of now is that you've got the Labour government who think they're going to come in and tax everybody. That would be a disaster, mm. in my view. Yeah. Um, but in a way, I think the last prime minister that really did You're great for this country. Liz Truss? No. Oh, no. wow. The last prime minister, <laughs> if you think about it, who really made this economy great was Tony Blair. Right. Interesting. Tony Blair yeah. was, was Labour, mm. but he was new Labour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Okay, since him, it's declined. Um, and I think Keir Sukir is probably on this crossroads between where do I go? Yeah. You've got the left, the unions, and you've got him being mentored by Tony Blair now. Right. So we're not sure where it's going to go. But I'm afraid that if Labour get in, I think it's not going to be good for this country. Honestly. Why not? Because I think they want to tax everybody and everything. Yeah. And we're overtaxed already. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, you, know, you look at the government and you look at our industry. There's a big thing in the papers at the moment about uh, tourist tax. You know, so if, if uh, tourists buy luxury goods, they can reclaim their VAT, which uh, this government... Got rid of. Got, yeah, yeah. Stopped it. Um, those people that make that decision are not on the ground. So if you think about it, tourists are now going to France, to Italy, to whatever. Yeah. They're not only spending money in the goods, they're spending money in hotels. Yeah. They spend, they're buying apartments. They're, they're creating jobs for craftsmen. And, and, and what we've done, we've scared everybody away here. Yeah. Because we don't want rich people in this country. We don't want wealthy outsiders to come into our economy. So What makes you say that? Because London, and I live in central London, mm. uh, and, I, and I've been around all this, it's not what it was. You, you go into those shops, the tourists are not here. Yeah. Um, and, and I can understand, they say, well, why should we reward tourists for VAT? But it stimulates yes. the economy. Yeah. 
gets those cafes full, mm. it gets the hotels full, it, you know, it, it creates restaurants, it creates jobs for those little artisan companies that create the products. It's, mm. it's a, you know, and the government don't look at it that way because they're not on the ground. Half the time, they don't know what's going on. Why would anyone want to be an entrepreneur in today's age then? Because I sit here, I've been an entrepreneur for nearly 20 years, you've been one for 50 years. I still love business. I wouldn't have it any other way. I couldn't work it's for it. It's to win. It's to win. It's to win. Somebody says to me, Tuka, you, you don't do it for the money anymore. And I say, well, partly, <laughs> I, I've got to feed my staff, but partly the fact that you know, I love to win. Yeah. And the other thing is I love to give back. I help a lot of people, mm. advise a lot of people yeah. where, where I can. Um, and businesses, is, is a form of stimulation that um, unless uh, unless you want to play golf or you want to be on holiday, or, uh, uh, that's not me. No. no so I'm, so still a, it's still a sport. It's still a game for you. Yeah. 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 And, and I think for a while, and even now, people ask me, well, would I sell my? Yeah, I probably would start to sell businesses, but I, but it wouldn't stop me doing other businesses. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. um, uh, and and it, and in a way, I I, I feel now is. It's time to reflect. So we're talking about inflation for a second. Yeah. Um, and there was inflation figures today. But mm, do you believe the, them? Well, I'll tell you a funny story. Again, the government are out of touch. And I'll tell you why. Inflation happens in different ways. You know, yeah. You know that. Wage rises, mm. being one, the currency, our dollar, what we import, yeah. um, costs. Okay, Ukraine war didn't help for a while. But what is happening, which they don't know about yet, is that the biggest economy in the world, second biggest economy, sorry, China, uh, going through deflation. So raw material prices all coming down. Um, container prices, which last year, top $26,000 a container from China to Felix, though, is now $1,000. Demand for their goods are coming down in China. So you've got deflation. Now that is gonna come back to here. So when we buy goods from China, it'll be cheaper. So slowly, we, we will see inflation go down. But the politicians or the banker, they're not on the ground. No. They look at the overall number, the overall figure, you know, yeah. they take, 50 items out of supermarkets, what they cost you there, what they cost, whatever, and that's the inflation rate. Yeah. But looking ahead, you can't do anything with the dollar and the pound. You're stuck. Yeah. I think wage rises are now going to stabilize now. Right. Um, I think uh, raw material prices are coming down. Commodities are coming down. Yeah. Um, I think um, oil has stabilized, even though uh, Saudi Arabia are trying to cut the production it's still not, not doing anything mm. um, so we are seeing the demand come down around the world so we will see inflation drop mm. in my view yeah you know and that's because I'm looking at it all the way down to where it be, where it all happens yeah you know yeah uh, and there may be a three month to six month time lapse but the politicians are over here right 
you know, half the politics are out of touch. Yeah. And so for people who don't fully grasp if inflation coming down is good or bad, can you explain? Um, look, nobody wants inflation because your money depreciates. Yeah. You know, um, nobody, nobody really wants high interest rates because families with mortgages, you know, um, and, and I'll come back to that in a second. Families with mortgages seeing that wage, wage rises, uh, that interest rates rise. Um, and, and what we're seeing is uh, the politicians think that interest rate rises will affect the economy. I don't think they will as much. I'll tell you why. We have become, and you're in property, we have become a rental society, which we weren't under Thatcher, mm. under all these... We were the owners of property, yes. you know, compared to the French and the Italians. Our culture today, between you know, uh, our population between the ages of eighteen and thirty-five, are more inclined to rent a property than to own it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas twenty years ago, you were encouraged to own your property in your twenties. Yeah. So. The interest rate rises won't affect that generation right. in the mortgages. Yeah. It will affect real families between 35 and 60. Mm. That makes sense? Mm, yeah, it does. Yeah. So, so the, the economy, by the, that is it Z general, whatever, is still thriving. Yeah. Because you know, they're probably living at home. The only difference is their rents are going up. Mm. We are seeing rents go yes. up. Yeah. Um, Although, I mean, we've just put our rents up 25% across the board, but for five, nearly five years, they hardly went up at yeah, all. Yeah. So it's that non-linear. Yeah. Yeah. That's because probably... Well, we're forced uh, if, to, if, if if you rates. Let's say you, you, you looked at a property worth a million pounds. The interest on that, let's say you're paying 3%, that's 30 grand. Yeah. Well, today, the interest on that is 50 grand. Yeah. See, no, 70 grand. Well, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. So you've tripled the... So you've got to cover your interest at least. Mm. And that's why interest rates are going up. Yeah. And that's, that's the effect it's having. Um, so I think it, it, you know, it's like saying one solution that doesn't fit everybody. Mm. You've got different elements, different, different sectors of the population being affected. Yeah. Mm. So I have a money round. We, we're um, going to change it up a bit if you're sure. up for it. Sure, yeah, yeah. We've got six questions on money. Yep. Um, what do you think that the the um, the subject of money and talking about money openly? Do you think that's a taboo thing in the UK? Um, yes. Why? I think it depends on what context. Um, I wouldn't talk about money. I talk about business and and talk about what it does money in respect of what money represents for that business. I wouldn't talk about my personal wealth and money. Or I would, if that makes sense, yeah. that's, that's my personal business. Right. Um, I talk about money all day long regarding businesses. Yeah. What they need, what they don't need, cash flows, that's money to mm. me. But on a one-to-one -one amongst friends, I wouldn't talk about money. Why? I mean, you are someone who is aspirational in the sense of I can start by earning five pounds fifty, and now I can become a multi-millionaire. That you are the embodiment of that. Yes, no, no. Look, I'm all, I always say, if you don't work hard, 
you won't succeed. Yeah. You know, you know, so money plays a big part. The funny thing about money, it's very strange, is that kids of 12 and upwards are talking about more about money because they realize that the apple they want, the phone, this all costs money. Mm. So money has become a new instrument for kids. Ten-year-olds go on video games, rob, what are they, Roblox, yeah, yeah. And they, but they need to pay for it. It's money. Yeah, they so, so, so money money is, um, is like a password now to right. a lot of people. Yeah. To me, money is an instrument that you use effectively. You know? yeah. I, I, my lifestyle, anybody that knows me in the last 50 years, has been like this. With money or without money, I've never changed my lifestyle. Mm. You know, nobody would say, oh, Tuka's flash, Tuka's out there, but in, on private plays, but that's not me. No. I'm very grounded. Yeah. And, and I know the value of money, you know? Yeah. I, I'm probably, um, it'll be easier for me to give away X amount to somebody I know than spend it on myself. Mm. That makes sense? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, uh, so I'm, I'm more of a person who I, I give away to friends, family, yeah. Not to everybody, because I get 10,000 requests, unfortunately, yeah. I can't. No. But but I'm not somebody, I, I find it easier to spend on other people than myself. Does your net worth, is that not a, you know, someone with you who's publicly on the rich list, is that not a driver of the no. victory of business? It's not, no. you don't care? No, no, it's a number. Yeah. It's all an asset, it's not paper, right. no. it's whatever. And I don't, I, I don't use my wealth um, to actually... Um, as a power. My wealth is there as a convenience, yes. Mm. My wealth is there to make sure that the people around me are, are looked after, my employees, but you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's different. You know, um, you know I, I don't go out and, uh, I, I'm, I'm somebody that will take a dividend as far as I need to live, leave it all in the business. Yeah. And all my businesses, we, we, you know, we, we don't use bank, it's all cash, you know. You know it's, yeah. It's, and did it's, that must have helped through lockdown? Oh, yes, yes, yeah, because yeah. we have a we my business partner and I draw a third each, and we leave yeah, the remainder forty percent yeah. in yeah. as working capital. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, I'm I'm very fortunate that I've got a big property portfolio that brings in income. Yeah, as my you know, never, never going to sell those. No, you know, over the years. So you can live off those, and oh, yeah, not I, even yeah, drawn yeah, from the business. I can sell everything, keep those. Yeah, I live a very nice lifestyle. Yeah, you know, but but I don't use that. Um, I, I'm more inclined. Um, and, and I fund lots of businesses, um, some losing money, some making money, um, finding ways, how do we turn that around? I mean, I've got a business now. So during lockdown, the big thing was cycling. We, we I invested in a cycling business. Mm. And I said, why don't we open a cycling shop? So I opened this, the best cycling shop in London called Bike Soup in Westfield. Million pound shop fit. Beautiful. This year, the bike industry is falling off a cliff. Right. Nobody wants bikes. How long would you, it take you to get a million back on a shop fit normally? So Gone. So what, <laughs> yeah. so, so, so what do I do? So here, here I am. It's burning five grand a week for my pocket. Yeah. So I, so I said, well, what do I do to, make, to turn this around? So all of a sudden, sat down with the team and said, right, we're going to convert a third of this into the best coffee shop in London. Yeah. I've got the premises. The rent, the rates have been paid. I've got the premises. I've got a small cafe within it. So we're going to extend the cafe. 
So I had this morning meetings with two bakeries, uh, Arthur's and bakeries. They've got capacity. And I said, look, I don't want to go to 10 people. I want to go to one. If you want to be my partner, that's what I've got to offer. You can fill it. And that's what I'm doing. Mm. So hoping to reduce that loss. So money is, it's a number. Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, Hawes and Curtis is flying. You know, yeah. Absolutely flying. So there's different things happening in different parts of the business. Mm. Are you happier when you've got more money flowing though? Um, look, I'm happier when nobody asks me for money. <laughs> but you get asked for money all the time. Yeah. 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 Look, look, I think um, I feel comfortable when there's lots of money in the bank that will see me through any difficulties. Yeah. Well, at least you can, get, business, yeah. at least you can get 5% on your money yeah. now. So, yeah. Yeah. So, so for my businesses, each of my main businesses has got plenty of cash there. Yeah. Um, no bank debt. Yeah. And I feel comfortable. If, if we're going to grow it, I'll make it up. There's money there. Mm. You know, yeah, I've got um, in my in my other properties, which I'm doing it in co-living now. I've mm. got a co-living project. Yeah, um, interest rates have gone up. I've had to put my hand in my pocket yeah. to keep up with the overspend. But, it, it, you know, it, it will come right. Yeah. It will come right. However, things like the bike business, I, I will stabilise that. Mm. Now, I've already got set some, I'm going to lose X amount this year on it, a quarter of a million pounds. It's there in my head, but it won't lose it the following year. Yeah. Or, or hopefully, uh, if we can launch the cafe business in two weeks' time, if I can stabilise it much quicker. But I, I want to have a cafe that when you, when you walk there, you've got a spread of pastries, you've got cake, you've got bread, you've got everything. Mm. Oh, wow. Right. You know, yeah. you got to do it, do it properly. Yeah. Don't faff around with it. Yeah. So something that fascinates me for entrepreneurs to think about is debt versus equity. Because obviously Dragon's Den, yeah. they're all giving away equity. But maybe they're giving away far more than they have to, giving away equity, and when they could give away a smaller amount of debt. Yeah, look, I think... We've is, done neither, by the way, but... No, no, yeah. no, no, but you're right. But I think in some cases, it's... What they want is they they feel like a dragon can open doors mm. for them, you know. Do they do that though? Um, well, I do. I've got a whole team. Yeah, look, we help our investments open doors. Mm. Um, I don't know what other dragons. I'm sure other dragons do the same. Yeah. Um, and a lot of the investments I've made on dragons that just float, I either give it back to the entrepreneur or give it back to what paid for it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, it is what it is. So really, it's a hobby, is it? No, it's the best black book in the country. Right. I can ring up anybody. Yeah. They'll take my call. Right. You mean being on Dragon's Den? Yeah. Right. So even if you didn't make any money out of the investments, you've got the best black yeah, book look, in the country. Probably cost yeah. me X amount a year. It's fine. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you're not looking for, you know, they normally say one or two will go really big, won't they? Well, so you're look, not... Yes and no. Yeah. But one of the things I am looking for, which is what is now in the can behind January, is the fact that. Approaching my age, um, I always ask, well, when will I get my money back? Somebody said, oh, seven years time. I said, seven years time. <laughs> yeah, how old are going to be in seven years time? <laughs> you know? So, so yeah. I'm saying uh, a little bit, how do I get out before I get in? Right. Yeah. You, you know, want to know your exit yeah. straight up. You know, it's, it's hard-earned cash, yeah. which I'm very willing to give. 
my time, my team's time. Yeah. How do we get our money back? Forget profit. Right. I'm not looking for profit. No. Yeah. yeah, so you just want your capital back that yeah. you put in. Or, and so, yeah, because you, know, you can't keep on writing checks no. all the time. And the checks are personal money, yeah. tax paid money, right? not company money. No. Yeah. Do you get relief on the losses? Yep, yeah. get relief. But yeah. you're paying... But, but the losses, mm. you get relief only if you crystallise them. Yeah. Half the time you're sucked in to put more in. Right, yeah. You know, and... and um, but But what I'm saying here is the fact that a lot of the entrepreneurs honestly think that you can wave a magic wand and it'll happen. Not like that. No. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, otherwise, why would they be on Dragon's Den? Or do you mean they think that you can wave the magic wand because yeah, you're yeah, a dragon? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and yeah, we help where we can. Mm. Uh, we open doors. And, yeah. and in some of the businesses, we start them off, nurture them and let them go. Yeah. Sell the shares back for what it paid. Yeah. So let them go. Because the mentorship, I want to stress this to people. The mentorship from someone like you is worth more than the money, look, I, I, think. Had, I think. I, I had somebody, look, very clever one. Somebody comes in, says, I want to give away 20% for a pound. So what have they got? They've got five dragons and their attention. Yes. Take your pick. Mm. So they wanted them. So yeah, that is smart. That yeah. is so. So so. What, yes. So what that is, is that, so as a dragon, I would say. Well, I'd pick the one with the most years' experience. So you'd be in. <laughs> no, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, that's really clever. Some of them come in and say, "Yeah, I, I want." They um, overvalue their company. Yeah, I, I yeah. want 100 grand for one percent. I don't know that. Okay. And, <laughs> yeah. and then you look at it. Say, Ten million business. I think I'm going to have one percent. Yeah. You know, but what I'm trying to get to, they don't. Don't think about, do I really want a dragon? Do I really want the PR? Or what do I want? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Like, Peter and I invested in a business called Generate. It's a data business. Yeah. They came in at 60 grand. You know, very low, very, very good value. Yeah. But they got, he got what he, people he wanted. Yeah. So sometimes, if you're going to pitch in Dragon's Den, decide what you want. Do you want a, the money? Of course, money's important. Yeah. Right? Do you really want a dragon? Because once you've got a dragon, you can get more money out of them afterwards. Right. Ah, yes. Right? Yeah. If you've got a plan that works, the dra- dra- oh, yeah, I'll give you the money, you know? Yeah. So. Um, but surely that must be hard to work out yeah. how much you're going to give away for that. Yeah. But, but either way, um, we all went in very small with a, a business called Mood Bears. It was, a, it was a bear that had different poems on it. Yeah. Rhythms. I think put five crap, nothing. Yeah. Do you know, she won a Dragon's Den, first week she turned up a quarter of a million. Wow. So on the, the instant PR. Yeah. 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 And now we're, I'm helping her, we're helping her. But, yeah. But she went in at a level that she's got her attention. Yes. Yes. You know? Yeah. Um, the, the other thing, of course, is as a Dragon, what do you invest in? You invest in the entrepreneur. Right. Yeah. Always? Always. Now I do. So you've you've never been excited by the model enough. I, I had. Yeah. I've made mistakes. Really. Yeah. So it's always the person. No, in the past, when I, in the early years, yeah. I got excited. And I realised that, that the entrepreneur was not straight or didn't tell the truth yeah. or there was something dodgy going on. Yeah. Or, you know, and I'm not not interested there. No. So you're always about the person. All about the person. I want to know who they are, and and uh, they have my mobile. 
they, they can call me 24-7, anytime, any yeah. of my investments. Um, always available. Yeah. I have a team of seven people in the office that run these investments for me, but I'm always available. Yeah. I probably do between five and 10 appointments on what I call pro bono. Yeah. People come to me for advice. Yeah. You know, yeah. Half an hour, an hour. They're all very grateful mm. for that advice. Yeah. And I always say, come back to me when you've done this. Yeah. I had a little kid come to me last week, 17 years old. Wow. He's on the cross between uni and going into business. Yeah. What did you say to him? Well, he came with, with this idea. Um, he's already trading on, he's buying and selling things. Yeah. On eBay. He's a trader. Yeah. He's a real trader. And so I sort of said, then he wanted to create this. Uh, swimwear range. I said, why a swimwear range? Oh, I've got this. I said, yeah, but swimwear means every six months you've got to change it. You've got sizes, you've got colours. For years, people have been asking me where I buy my watches. Many of you may know I'm a watch collector, I'm a watch investor, and those as an asset class have done me very well in the last 15 years. I have never shared where I source my watches from or my watch dealer until now. My watch dealer used to be a professional footballer for Manchester United and he formed a watch brand called Broadwalk and he sources the higher end brands like Rolex, Audemars Piguet, Patek Philippe and Richard Mille. I trust him, I've used him for many years and recently we've done a partnership, hence I'm inviting you if you want to start investing in watches and protect your money from the banks and inflation to check out Broadwalk. That's B-R-O-A-D-W-A-L-K. And the website is broadwalkgroup.com. The email is sales at broadwalkgroup.com. And please don't share this, but his number is 07496 878153. Obviously, only message him if you're serious about buying and investing in the higher-end watches. People have been asking me for years, and for the first time ever, you can get access to my watch team. You've got, it's complicated. I said, find the product that solves a problem that's just one product and market that. Yeah. Forget about being involved in complicated products. Mm. It could be, you know, this cup, but you've got a new handle for it. It, it could be anything. It could be a dog toy that just that you can put a mold and all you're doing is selling the same product. Right. You're marketing the same product. Yeah. That's important in business. Right. If you've got to keep what? on changing all the time, Cost money. Yeah. And do you think people do that too too frequently then? They spread themselves too yeah, thin. Yeah, but that's why you hear stories of people buy products from China, put it on Amazon, one product, two products, and that's successful. Yeah. Because they're not changing it all the time. No. No. Do you think people have a scarcity mindset then? They're worried that if they only have one product, they wouldn't sell enough. Um, look, fortunately, when I started business, there was no Amazon. There was no mobile phones. There was no computers, <laughs> right? So you had to really. Um, but today, to start a business is very easy. If I wanted to, let's say, um, I want to, I want to go into the toothbrush business. I Google Alibaba toothbrushes. You'll get fifty toothbrushes from one dollar to ten dollars. You buy what you want, put your brand on it, put it on Amazon. You're in business. Mm. Easy. You don't need to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. 
but we're not encouraging those people to start in the UK, no, are we? No. This is the problem. See, I, think, I, I think what should happen, you've got the Prince's Trust that, that mm, encourages. Yeah, yeah. And what we need is we need companies all to say, uh, you take BP, they put up a thousand people for £10,000 each. You've got lawyer for, they should all, they, there should be somebody in charge that, that big companies pledge X amount for investment in small businesses, yeah. entrepreneurs. Yeah. And that should be a central pool of, of charity. You know, people like myself that don't get paid, yeah. that make sure that that money is well invested. Mm. You know, yeah. to create these small little entrepreneurs because they're the ones that will create employment mm. and, and the economy. Because the economy starts from the bottom. Yeah, yes. You know, that, that's, that's how and we went through a phase about five years ago when small businesses were, were in. You know, people were a lot more angel investors. The government gave some, some tax breaks. It's still going on, mm. but not as much. Yeah, yeah. Dave Ramsey, he says, all debt is dumb. What do you think about that? Um, all debt is dumb mm. in, in its timing. So when you talk about debt, it depends why you're borrowing and what your return is. So if I can borrow for 5% and make 30%, that's not dumb. Mm. If I'm borrowing and I'm on the edge, and if that risk of a two or three percent interest rate rise really affects me that's dumb mm. yeah mm. so what we had is we had low interest rates for a long time mm. so david ramsey was probably right then ask david ramsey the same question today mm. and say is all that uh, uh, does he think the same way now mm. that interest rates have gone up to five six percent to when he made that comment when there were two percent. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, most of the biggest companies in the world have grown through debt, haven't they? Yep. I think but, Apple still has a couple of hundred um, billion in debt, is it? Yeah, but the cash flow. Yeah. They've got a proper business. Yeah. That's the cash flow. Yeah. But, but then you've got other but companies. But the debt, create, you know, the debt creates the growth that creates the yeah, cash flow, yes. doesn't it? Look, look, I think if you're borrowing money, you, you borrow it, uh, Prudently. Bankers don't just give you money. No. You've got to present the business yeah. plan to a banker. And and I think what we're about to see now is more or collapses in big companies where Wilco will, will just go. Yeah, uh, they just yep, it just yep, happened, didn't it? Yep. We're, we're gonna why, see, why did that happen, do you think? Um, well, I, I think, first of all, uh, the business would misrun. Second of all, I mean, they never let enough cash in the business, they took too much money out. Right, yeah. Uh, the, the, the owners uh, and the debt. Mm. All of a sudden, if you're working on a low margin business and your interest rate goes up, you're in trouble. Mm. It's like this, this country, mm. you know I, mean, I don't know what it costs every day, how many tri billions of interest rate we pay every day. That's gonna come from somewhere. Yeah. 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 Unless you've got the cash flow business to pay the, the debt off or the interest rate, you're in trouble. Mm. Mm. Debt, debt can be, um, there's two aspects to debt. Debt can be your, your, your biggest lifeline to growth, your quickest way to failure. Mm. Amen to that. Can we do a round on selling? Sure. Because 
most great entrepreneurs I know love to sell or see sales as part of being an entrepreneur. So do you see selling that way? Do you like selling? Do you get excited by selling? Do you see yourself as a salesperson? Um, I would say I've never sold a business yet. But you sell products. Yeah. 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 I look, I, I love having a product that they want to buy. Mm. It's not a question of selling. Right. I'm not, uh, I'm not a hardcore salesman. Right. Uh, so my team know, before we do anything, let's look at the market. Who's selling what? At what price? What quality? Let's do it better. Right. So um, my retail stores, uh, Halls and, take Halls and Curtis, we offer great quality, great design, great value. Yeah. So it's a combination of things. You know, s- selling comes in different formats. I'm not, I'm not a pick up the phone, sell. No, no. Right, no. Because yeah. there's a saying that comes to mind, um, people don't like being sold to, but they love to buy. Yeah. yeah. Look, look, to me, um, I, I like to enhance people to buy from me. Right. You know, you know create the product, create the value. Yeah. So that they know that, that what they're getting is value for money. Yeah. Okay. Um, how does one pitch to millionaires like yourself? I mean, you might not want to tell us this because you might not want more pitches, but... No, look, p- pitching is very easy. So forget Dragon's Den. Like if somebody rings me up and says, well, do you want to see so-and-so? Um, and in a way, it, you know, it depends. I, I'm, I'm, well, I'll, I'll repeat that. Unfortunately, time is important mm. for me. I've never had so many requests for people now. For re- people, I mean, if I showed you my social media, 20... Can I pitch to you? Mm. We've got this business. It's it's because it's difficult times. Yeah. Um, and I think it depends. If I meet somebody and they want to pitch to me, I'm polite. It's like if I go out, somebody wants a selfie, I'm polite. Mm. Never rude to anybody. Nah. It's not in my style. Um, yeah, people can. I mean, I I I was thought that what I'd like to do is. And I did it about ten, eight, seven, eight years ago. Um, the Evening Standard sponsored it, a big event where I was there. Right. And then people could ask me all sorts of questions. Yeah. And I'd probably like the fact that eventually, every Friday, um, get five or six banks on to put, put a pool of money together. Yeah. And get people come and pitch like Dragon's Den. Yeah. 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 Um, so this is a good leverage of your time, you yeah, mean, because you yeah, can do it all in yeah. one go. But I can't. Yeah. I can't be the one writing the checks out for everybody. It's just, no. yeah, it's, there's too many. Yeah. So somehow, I've got to find a way how government, big companies can say, we're willing to put money in a, in a pot and we're willing uh, to invest in this sector, retail. Yeah. You know, um, and, and I pitched to Marks and Spencers recently, to Archie, saying that they should have their own dragons then. Yeah. People with food brands, small little brands, they pitch, MS invests in them. The ones they invest in eventually ends up in their shelves. Mm. Yeah? Yeah. You know, I did the same sort of speech to Asda. Right. You know? Yeah. So they but they they're not they haven't got the people to do so. No. Although they're all thinking about it. Yeah. So I think retailers should be promoting uh, small entrepreneurs yeah. who are creative in their way that they can invest in. And then take that investment and use it to their advantage in their stores. Mm. 
And what elements make a great pitch? Other than one pound for 20% of the company. <laughs> Look, what, well, first of all, the entrepreneur. The pitch has got to make sense. Some form of, this is what I started. This is where I am. This is where I want to go. So the story. Yeah. Yeah. And this is what this is. This is why I want a dragon. Yeah. This is why I want the money. Mm. So there's got to be a story. Right. Where I've made mistakes is when somebody comes and says, "I've got this idea, but I need you to to do it," and we end up a year later trying to create the product. I've got one like that at the moment. After three years, you know, spent far more than what I especially invest. And but the product was a prototype that. It, you couldn't manufacture. Right. It's back to the drawing board. Yeah. But that's, um, <laughs> you know, so we've, yeah. done, we've done those. So I think the important thing is get your numbers right, have your story. Yeah. Decide which dragon you believe is going to take you to where you want to go. You know, it's, mm. um, I mean, when, when, no, no secret, when Stephen first came on, everybody thought they were the marketing. Right. Yeah. It's not all about marketing. No. Because those days of being online are no longer where the market is. Yeah. So all, all of a sudden, this time around, so why would they want, stores. Why would they want Stephen if they don't need well, marketing? They, but that's what they wanted then. Yeah. It's changing. Yeah. It's changing. They all, right. thought, I mean, they all thought Stephen could wave a magic wand and make it happen. Yeah. Not like that at all. No. You're going to need a lot of money. It doesn't happen for nothing. No. <laughs> yeah. So even these people who go on Dragon's Den, because I often think um, they've put themselves in that position. You know, they're not completely lazy, are they? They're not completely delusional. No, they've got no. on the show. They've gone through a process. There must have been some qualifications. So, And yet look, even those people are unrealistic. Yeah, look, I think we're talking about a TV show. So I think the BBC wants to give that mixture. Right. You know, the, the ones that really need help. You know, they, yeah. they, they've got, and I must say... They've done a brilliant job in, in bringing on the variety of pitches. Yeah. When I first went on, it was all snacks and food. Right. Eight, nine years ago. Yeah. Now, the variety of business is amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I, 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 I think um, a lot of people that come on Dragons Den don't really visualize. I mean, they say, yeah, I want 50 grand, but I want to grow the business to four million next year. Well, how are you going to fund it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> they don't think you're no. No, but then if they didn't need you, they wouldn't need you. They'd go and do it themselves, wouldn't yeah. they? Yeah, but look, I, yeah. I, I respect anybody who comes on Dragon's Day. Yeah. And some are, well, the valuations are stupid. Yeah. It's only the only place that I know you're doing a 50 grand turnover, but you value about seven, a million. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> yeah. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but, but at the end of the day, we can change those valuations, but it's how much, you see, when you get to my stage of my life, uh, I said, how much time do I want to invest in it? Yeah. You know? mm. and, and I'm more, uh, and, and I will invest my time. Yeah. You know, my, my diary is full. Yeah. Hour by hour, on the hour, you know, it's full. But in some cases, you just think it's a waste of time. Right. You know? and, and the next round uh, for me is, you know, first thing I said to myself, I'm 70. Yeah, if the BBC retire me, I'm ready. Yeah. Yeah. How moment, long have you been doing Dragons then? Eight, nine years now. Right. So now they've, they've given me a date for next year. Yeah. Which means they don't want to retire me. Yeah. You know? um, so you just keep doing it until they retire yeah, you? Yeah. Until I get to a point where I say, until I, until I say to them, look, it's time for me to 
pass the baton on to somebody else. Mm. <coughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I have a very good relationship with all the dragon. We, you know, yeah. What happens in the den is... Yeah, because the, the beef, is it, I was going to ask you, is the beef real with Peter and... Yeah, look, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, look, so, sometimes, look, I, I'm probably, uh, I take no, I, you know, I'm the one that, that, that they regard as the joker. I'm the one that's not, not predictable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, Deborah's very predictable. Sarah's very predictable. P Peter's mellowed in the last few years. Yeah. He's very, you know, Stephen's new. Yeah. Um, but I'm the one that, that's probably, uh, I'm not saying it, but I'd say I've got more business, real day-to-day -day business experience yeah. than most of them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're all very good in their own world. Yeah. Peter's great in tech. Yeah. Stephen's great in his marketing. Deborah's great in her sustainability. Sarah's great in her craft business, you know? Yeah. But but I, I probably, uh, when I look at my career, at the age of 28, I was chairman of two public companies. Wow. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I had a failure because of them. Not, not me, but what I inherited. Yeah. Uh, so I've lost everything at a young age in the in the late seventies, early eighties. Do you think that's made you a better entrepreneur? Oh yeah, yeah. Because you look, due diligence. So I, a, a couple of instances. I'll, I'll give you two reverse ones. Mm. So one, um, got involved in the public company world in the old uh, Polypec days, Turkish Cypriot figure. So I, I got involved in a company called Melins. Shares went from 4p to £4 overnight. Then the stockbrokers convinced me to invest in a company called Bamba Stores. And the net assets were £16 million. I took a 30% stake. Um, and it needed more money. So in those days, we appointed Coopers and Lybron, PwC today, mm -hmm. to do a review. Yeah. They did the review, and the review showed that there were £20 million in the red. The whole thing was fraudulent. Wow. Public company. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. You, you couldn't, you know, that you couldn't sue anybody. Today, no. today you take them to the cleaners. Yeah. Um, and, and, and because of that, there was, whatever happened, I lost everything. Bounced back very quickly. And in a way, what it taught me that I didn't do my due diligence properly right. at the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was rushed into it by the stockbrokers because right. their friends were involved yeah. in the stock. It, it was all a, in those days. It was very manipulated. Right, you can't do it today. Yeah, um, and it, there was I at the age of 28, 29, chairman of two public companies, unique in its day. Wow, and you think at a young age, because you're successful, you can walk on water, and that that probably. Uh, happens to a lot of young entrepreneurs who are successful today. Mm. They think it's there forever. Right. It's not. No. Times change. Things change. Yeah. You, you make a wrong move. You you, you invest in something wrong. It just you never know what's going to happen. Mm. Never know. No. And I think I think I learned my lesson at a very young age, and it gave me that sort of padding mm. in my resilient yes. self. Yeah. And it taught me that cash is king. Right. Always. Is cash flow not king? Same thing. Okay. Same yeah. thing. Cash yeah. flow, cash. Yeah. Whichever way you want to look at it. Yeah. So, so I think um, that, and then, and then of course, recently when I look at 
people, I call it OPM, other people's money. Yeah. When they're raising all this money, they're burning the money, and they've got no, no realism about how that money came about. They're taking the investment and just burning it, thinking I'm going to get to it there. Mm. But those days are over. Right. What, because there'd be more accountability with yeah, that money now? Yeah, people want yeah. profit. Yeah. You, know, it's, uh, you, you, you look at the um, Silicon Valley, they're not investing like they were. No. You look at tech companies. Laying off people. Why were they investing like that? Surely well, it's smart to want profit. I'll isn't tell you it? why. Because people invested in um, um, in uh, Apple, Google, right, Facebook, yeah, and they made a fortune, right. And they thought, and they thought they, that they were, was the norm. Yeah, yeah. So I have this quandary, um, Tuka. Um, I've never gone bust. I've never lost a business. But I wonder if I might be an entrepreneur better entrepreneur if I did, but I don't want to. Why would I want to? I'd never choose to. Look, if you don't take the risks, um, why take the risks? Yeah. The question is, you must have a winning formula. Uh, we and survived then, COVID and yeah, grew through So that therefore, and, you even yeah. say, um, I'm happy where I am. Never happy where you are. Right. You? But, yeah. but then, then you, you've got to look at it and say, if I leverage my business, what's the risk? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you're in property, if you've got cash today, and you're in property, you make your profit when you buy. So you look for a, a distress deal. Mm -hmm. You yeah. say, right, I'm going to buy it now, but what I invest, I can afford to keep it there. It won't affect my main business. Right, yeah. But if, if you're going to do that deal by putting your main business at risk, I say don't do it. No. So you don't believe in going all in like some of the Americans do, you know, go all in, go no. big or go home. No, 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 no because um, look, when I, when I failed, I wasn't married, I had no kids, yeah. you know, yeah. and it didn't worry me. You, you're married with children, yes. I assume. Yeah, yeah. So therefore, the, they're your priority. Yeah, you know? so maybe that's made me a bit softer and less yeah. aggressive. No, but, but I think, I think if, you, if you say to yourself, in every industry there's opportunities, Prepare yourself for the opportunities. Mm. Do your due diligence. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And make sure that you know how to get out before you get in. Right. And don't take on more than you can chew in your time or in debt. Yeah. Does that answer? This is, I'm just loving this. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does it take to be successful in business nowadays? Has it changed? Do you have to be ruthless? Can I tell you? It's a sort of question that you punch on AI and it'll give you a whole. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yes, you know, yeah. What does it take? Look, yeah. look, me personally, I think, first of all, you've got to, you've got to have that feeling that you want to succeed. This is me. Mm. I remember when I was young, I wanted to succeed. And then you've got to say, well, what do I do? So you've then got to find out, what do I do? that nobody's doing. It could be something that, that still exists, but I do it better. Yeah. Could be a great idea, and I'm gonna focus on it until it's successful. Mm. But also, I need to understand that if it's not successful, when to give up, start something else. And how do you know? In, in a right. success yeah. is inside. Where does it come from though? Because not everyone's got it. No, but I think success is, is look, did you know, it come from you, your dad? You, you know, after you've been to the gym, you feel good. Yeah. 
and everyone has that feeling, yeah. I feel good today, I feel healthy. Mm. It's, it's that sort of feeling. Right. I want to be good, I want to do something. Yeah. It's within yourself. Nobody's going to make you do it. No. You, it's like saying, um, it's like my daughter, she's 25 now, and she's a stylist. She says to me, I'm doing this, this is fine. And then I can track her on her phone, on her WhatsApp. She was up at seven o'clock this morning because she's going to do this job. Yeah. Proud of that. Yeah. Because because she wants to do it. Yeah. She doesn't get paid a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Her dad pays. But <laughs> because she has a passion. But I think in due course she'll be successful. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because she has that passion. That's what I want to do, Dad. That's what makes that's what makes me want to wake up in the morning. Yeah. You're gonna want to wake up in the morning for have a purpose. Yeah. You've got to have a purpose. Passion. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And for Pur you, where did that come from? Well, it probably came from my parents. They mm. were in the restaurant business. Yeah. Young age. And, and, and I'll tell you, at, at a young age, I wanted to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, and I went into accountancy. I didn't like it. Um, and probably it, it was just me swaying away. It's like this kid that came to see me last week. Do I go to uni? Or do, or do I carry on investing? I told him, don't go to uni. Yeah. Because your passion is in trading. You yes. want to make, you know. He'll just get built up yeah. better at uni, yeah. won't he? Yeah. yeah. Just take his time away from the business. What I think is a crime is that so many graduates graduate, can't get a job. Yeah. They end up with 25 grand, yeah. 20, 20 grand a year jobs. Getting in 50 grand plus of debt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I blame the government for that. Yeah. I blame that children today are not being educated about the real world. Mm. Who wants to learn Latin? <laughs> Latin is, is a subject. I mean, <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. You know, it's only now that, that kids are learning about computers. Yeah. A bit late. Yeah. You know, so I think I think our whole education system needs to have a bit of a reshuffle. Mm. Say to kids at twelve, who wants to be an entrepreneur? Yeah. Right, you're going to go to that school. That's an entrepreneurial school. Why is that not happening? That like, is, is that not common yeah. sense to start an economy from the ground up? Do you know that? Uh, and again, I don't know the percentages, but there's a large proportion of our audience in Dragon's Den are kids between 12 and 15. Wow. All in about business. Wow. That, Let, let's nurture. That's, that's great. Let's nurture yeah. those kids. Yeah. You, 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 ask, you ask any kids, 12, you know, Dra they all know Dragon's Den. They should be Den. getting it from school, though, shouldn't they? But they're doing Dragon's Den at school. Are they? They are right. in some school. Yeah. But it's not the same. No. It's not in their... Um, you know, this education system that we've got is it's not about real life. Mm. You know, it's not about if somebody wants to be a cabinet maker, put let them start cabinet maker at an yeah. early stage. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, <coughs> uh, people don't say this much, but um, a great way to get into entrepreneurship is to go and find an entrepreneur and go and work for them. Yeah. Start from scratch. Yeah. Start At 18 years old, Terry Leahy, how he did it through Tesco. Yep. You know, start and go and work for an entrepreneurial firm. Maybe they're doing 20 million or 50 million, so you can get a bit of an audience with the owner. Yep. Well, I think, yep. So I've got some good kids for working for me, and yeah. they're going to grow up. Yeah. Because <coughs> you're, you're incentivized for that, because you yeah. want the new talent to yeah. come through. Yeah. Because, I mean, I suppose... If you, like you said, you want to be a cabinet maker or a watchmaker, you'd probably go and work well, for well, the exactly, best first. Well, exactly. well I, I, think, I think somehow when they get to 13, kids should be sat down and said, right. Left or do, right. Do, do you know where you want to go? Yeah. 
you know, and, and then I think the, the education system should be that you've got um, colleges or whatever it may be, education-wise, to specialise in those areas. Um, you, you want to be an astronaut? Start mm. at, at a young age. You, you, you want to be a craftsman? Start at a younger mm. age. You, you want to be a banker? You know, so the whole thing becomes... And, and, and this probably happens in what I call more radical countries, probably I don't know, other countries, they start them young. Yeah. Um, but the first thing, you, you, you'd be surprised when you get them all in a room, 12, 13, who wants to be entrepreneur? They'll go like this. Wow, yeah. That's... Yeah. And then I, I did something for the Princess Trust a few years ago. Um, it was 50 kids, first day at Princess Trust. So I was there to sort of mentor them, have a chat. Yeah. And they're all, and I, I said, look, I've got time. Let's go around the room, one by one. Tell me what, why you're here. Tell me what inspires you to be here and what you're looking for. Mm. And the room quite easily split up between creative people and entrepreneurs and salesmen. Mm. So I said, okay, you, you're artistic, you can create product, you're a salesman, you two should work together. Mm. So I paired them up. Right. And I said, right, you've all got 10 minutes now, all paired up now, to come to me and pitch to me. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. The first time they met, within 10 minutes. They're pitching to you. Yeah. Wow. Very simple. Yeah. It took two or three hours, but that created a whole momentum of people's, I mean, some of these kids, and I walk, and I spoke to some of them. They walked for two hours. They couldn't afford the bus fare. Wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. They couldn't afford the fare to arrive there. So I said, "Where did you live?" I, I live in Suffolk, and we were in Hackney somewhere. I said, "How did you get it?" Well, I walked here because I said, "Why did you walk? I didn't have enough money for, for the fare." Wow, yeah, you know? yeah. They're the kids that want to succeed. Yeah, they're the kids that we must help. Right. Yeah. Amen. Um, do you have to be ruthless to be? A successful entrepreneur. Yes and no. You know, I think be. I think that I've seen entrepreneurs who are ruthless. It's all their ego. Right. You know. Mm. I've seen. I, I, I was. I was probably more ruthless when I was much younger. And more ego. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Now I'm not as ruthless. I, I'm more compassionate. Yeah. When I think about the person, the families, mm. much more. Compassionate today, because yeah. I understand families. Yeah. Um, Does that lose I, I, you an edge, or are you glad that no, that's the case? No, no. I, I very rarely fire somebody. We do fire people very rarely, but before I do, I always think about their circumstances, yeah. their chances of getting another job. Right. Um, unless they do something really bad, of course. So, you know, yeah. But 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 I carry people, and in some cases, probably people who are not qualified enough to stay there mm. but I do that and then I try and work with them to try and make them a bit better at it yeah or in some cases I, I would say look you don't fit here it doesn't work yeah. however look for another job whether it's one month three months six months let me know when you found one right yeah 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 I wouldn't want to put someone in the street or, or somebody's got a family and mortgage kids mm. No, no, I'm, I'm too compassionate. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a heart. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, are you excited about Gary Neville being a guest dragon next year? Yeah, well, Gary and I did an investment together. Right. He, he was up in London last week. We, we spent half a day together. Yeah. Nice guy. Yeah. Very knowledgeable. Yeah, he's speaking at one of our events next year. Very down to earth. You know, yeah. yeah. Very grounded. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I like Gary. Yeah. I think he came on. He came on Dragons Den. It's in the can now. Right. And meaning he, it's he, yeah. in production. No, it's done. Oh, it's done. Done. Right. And um, we did a joint investment together. Yeah. Gary and I. So I like Gary. Yeah. And Emma Gerd came on as well. Yes. Yeah. Emma is uh, her, her husband is in partnership with the Kardashians with Skims. Wow. Just about four billion. Wow. Nice lady. Yeah. Um, and I think that that gave. But then a little bit of a change. Yeah. Then always needs a change. Yeah. So who would make a good guest dragon that hasn't been? One person who would make a great guest dragon, do you think? Andrew Tate? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> he would spice things up. Um, Jordan Peterson? Do you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I mean, um, who would make a good guest dragon? I don't know who I... Admired a lot in my in, in Richard Branson. Mm. R- Richard, I, I know personally. Yeah, good guy, Richard. Yeah. Um, who would make a good guest dragon? Jeremy Hunt. Wow. Chancellor. Yeah. I'll yes. T- what a call. Yes. And I'll tell you why, because by him sitting there, he would see reality. And I think I, we I, have, surely we have to make that happen. Do you think they? You you can you can contact his office and say Tuka said you should be a guest dragon. All right, let's do it. Yep, we're going to do it. And I'm willing to brief him on it. Yeah. But <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, I've, I mean, what a great advert for the country that would be, no? Yes. Yeah. What what they should be doing is from that, Jeremy should then say, I'm going to allocate X million pounds to invest in small businesses, and I want to I want to create my own dragon team. Yeah. In conjunction with the big four banks, in conjunction with the big four accountancy firms to make this happen for charity. This has got me excited. Yeah. This needs to happen. For charity. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm not... What I'm saying is this is all about giving. Yeah. You've got to give back. Yeah. You know, and I think the big four banks, they, they do, I'm not saying they don't. Yeah. Big four accountancy firms, the insurance companies, the energy companies, they should all... Big companies, any, yeah. anybody over worth X billion should contribute. And then what should happen is that they should be a, they should be a government, not government. It'd be such a, it would be such a good advert for this country. Yeah, you know, so I'm not saying use the dragons as we are dragons, no. but you can find, you know, yeah. equivalent, equivalent people in, in the world. Surely um, their PR team would be up for this. Yeah. They? <laughs> no, but they yeah. spend so much money on, on marketing, on yeah. Pardon my language, bullshit. Yeah. These companies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, I mean, talk about marketing. Um, so I've been with, so even ups and downs, been with the same bank for nearly 50 years. Wow. Same bank. Yeah. And of course, uh, managers have come and gone. Nobody knows how, how long I've been there. So I was at a dinner <laughs> six months ago, regional director, whatever. And, um, invited me to a dinner. So I said to her, do you know how long I've been with the bank? She says, no, probably know you've been there a while. I said, how would this be? I said, I won't say who it is, 
So you've got an advert with a horse, I said. I said, <laughs> yeah. I said, I said what, what would you pay me if I sat on the horse for the 50th anniversary and said, I've been with a bank for 50 years. What's that worth to the bank? Yeah. They Is that going to happen? They didn't take it on. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, so I'm not, not mentioning any names. You probably know who they are. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, hey, you're more the marketing guy than Stephen Bartlett. You've got all these great marketing ideas. Can I tell you, um, I think out of all the dragons, I'm the least what I call socially minded. Social right. media. I do my little social media, yeah, yeah. my little bit. You know, yeah, I'm not, I'm not obsessed with it. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because Stephen's great at that, isn't he? Yeah, Stephen's yeah. great. I mean, Sarah's great. She, yeah. She's on twenty four seven. Right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, Deborah's on Twitter. Yeah. And Peter does his bit. Yeah. But I'm not. Uh, you're so, good on WhatsApp. I would, I would like to say officially to everyone that you're very responsive on WhatsApp. Yeah. You know, you said you're accessible. Yeah. You are. I'm yeah. accessible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm. Uh, um, but 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 I think coming back to all this is, uh, yeah, I, I've done it a long time, mm. and, and it probably I can sit on the bench or, or whatever uh, on the shelf and look look around and say, what else have I got to prove? Mm. Anything I, I can prove now is to give back, yeah, help people where I can, mm. and probably in the next year or so, as I start to uh, look at certain businesses which probably be sold off give myself more time and I will offer my services to young entrepreneurs yeah. uh, on a pro bono basis. Right. Wow. Yeah. I get offered all sorts of things. Will you do this for five grand, uh, 20 grand? I do it. Will I go to Saturday? Well, why don't you, or why don't you um, have it all go to a foundation? Yeah, maybe, yeah. yeah. So I was just offered, would I go to... I'd, an, pay, I'd pay you for w- some w- w- mentoring. Would, w- would, I go, would I go to Saudi Arabia for an event, pay me 100 grand? I said, no, thank you. You know, But, but I haven't got an agent. Yeah. You know, all the other dragons have got. I've got no agent. I've got no. Right. I don't charge for anything. No. But it's not in my nature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I should start uh, a foundation. Yeah. And, uh, and, and put that money to good use to other yeah. people. I mean, I I would like to have a uh, every Friday, let's say, uh, an event where I could mentor uh, deprived kids who want to be entrepreneurs. You know, talk to the Princess Trust, do something with them. Yeah. Talk to big institutions who are interested in that. Yeah. Get the government involved. You know. Yeah. Because they they've got so many things going on. The government they throw so much money away. Yeah. They don't they don't direct it in the right way. Yeah. And we we talk about um, black kids being deprived. Those black kids are so talented. They don't. They all want to do something. Mm. You know, I'm not saying black or Asian. Whatever. It, and a lot of young white kids. Yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. what race you're at. Yeah. You know, get those kids off the street. Get them involved in something. Mm. You know, because because they want to win. Yeah. Yeah. We run an events company, mm. so maybe we could talk about this afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why yeah. not? You know, but what, what what I'm what I'm trying to get to is that there's a lot you can do. Mm. Um, and of course, time, you've got to make time. Yeah. Um, but you, you would do like half a day, yeah. a couple of Fridays a week, yeah. uh, a month or something. Yeah. 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 If you were prime minister, what would you change about this country? I'd make every individual responsible for themselves and ask themselves, what is it about me that's going to improve my own personal life? How do I uh, get away from being reliant on the government. And then what I would do as Prime Minister, I, I would then you know, look at, the, look at the, 
different parts of the country saying, who needs, who needs my real help? Is it the north? Is it certain sectors? Is it certain parts of the, um, of the population? Uh, I mean, our ethnic group is growing massively. You know, are they integrating properly? You know, immigration is a problem. You know, how do we make immigration easier for the right people? Mm. You know? Yeah. Um, do we become tough on immigration? Uh, I think in some some cases, yes, some cases, no. I mean, you don't want to be having, you know, gangsters and villains in the country, but you want talented doctors, nurses, mm. you know, there's, there's a way around this. Um, I, I would definitely cut the civil service. I, I, I would cut the, all of the red tape. You know, you know, mm. I, I would invest in the right areas and take out. I'd look at the NHS and say, you know, where is the fat in the... The NHS is fantastic. I love the NHS. But I believe there's a lot of fat there. Mm. Somewhere, quite, what they call them, quangos, loads of people on the, on the outer skirt. Not, not the nurses, not the doctors, mm. not the people who actually do the work, but there's the people surrounding the NHS. I mean, this thing about PPE, you know, all this PPE stuff, it's a disgrace. Mm. How, how can you give companies... 200 million pound contracts when they haven't done anything. Yeah. I mean, a joke. Mm. I applied, so you know, to the government office and said, I'll do it for free. Wow. And then it came back to me. Wow. At cost. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. just so you know, yeah. I said, we've got the facilities to source all at cost, no profit. But, but I, I guess... Um, we, we weren't good enough. Mm. That's a shocker. Well, to say that is a shocker. Yeah. So because I know who and what you're referring to, and I'll keep my mouth shut on that. But it's a shocker. Well, there's loads of companies like this. Right. Yeah. Very there's wrong. one high-profile one, isn't there? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Mean, I mean, unfortunately, yeah, that is. But but if that amount was five million, acceptable. Yeah. But two hundred million. I mean, the wastage. The yeah. wastage. Yeah. 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 Oh. Yeah. What's the biggest mistake you perceive you've ever made? It's never a mistake. It's a lesson. <laughs> That's what smart people say. But there still must be something that you could change and do differently. What would uh, you do differently? What would you not do again? What would you not repeat? You know, Rob, I've had a great life. You know, and I've learned from my mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, all all along. Yeah. And then I have no, because I have no regrets, I don't really want to revisit mistakes. Mm, right, so, yeah. Mistakes for me is a lesson. Yeah. You learn by your lessons. Yeah. And, and the problem is, I make mistakes every day. We all make mistakes yeah. every day, a little bit, and we tweak them. Okay, then, let's tweak the question. Biggest mistake entrepreneurs on Dragon's Den make? I think... Um, they get their numbers wrong. Yeah. That's one. Yeah. Um, they they don't describe their business, where they are, why they want the money, and where they're going. Right. You know? So it's clarity of communication yes. and knowing your business, yes. basically. Yes. And sometimes you've got to be very clever on what you ask for if you really want to drag them. Right. Because you can under or over pitch yourself. You well, mean? I think sometimes you sort of get a dragon in. Yeah. I love this. You know, and, and then you say, this is my plan. Yeah. I need money for this. Right. 
And is anyone who's done that effectively to you? Oh, like, yeah. It's, it's one or two. Yeah. Um, and in a way, it's... Oh, let's get... Once you're aired, you've got a product, your product will fly for a few weeks. Mm. You know that. Yeah. You need to get the continuation after right. that. And, and, I, and, I, and I... Look, every time we film, we see about 90 pitches. Wow. Each pitch goes wow. on for about an hour, hour and a half. We said anything down to 15 minutes. Right. Do you sometimes wish people could see the full? Um, or would it not make for good TV? Well, yeah, it'd make good TV, but, but some of it just goes on and on. Right. Some of it you sort of say, I'm out, and then Deborah's going on for an hour. <laughs> you know? God bless her. You know, I, love, yeah. I love Deborah. But Deborah is very thorough. Yeah. You know, she'll look at something and say, well, would I? She said, I can't invest in that because there's a bit of plastic in that. Right. But yeah. that, that's Deborah. Yeah. She's very thorough. Yeah. You know, she wants to go into the finest detail. But then when it's edited. You don't get all that. No. Yeah. Right. What's your most brutal life lesson? My brutal life lesson. Your most brutal life lesson. I think when it comes to business, definitely. Um, not do my due diligence right. in a business, yeah. Um, and getting it all wrong mm. ha happened to me at a young age. Um, my luckiest thing, or that way, was when this happened. Um, I owned a brand called Ghost, one of our brands. We bought that for the administration, and within there. Ghost used to license the perfume brand to Procter & Gamble. I signed an NDA, but that's fine. So before I did the deal with administrator, I went to Switzerland and asked Procter & Gamble whether they would continue with the license. I said, sure we will. This was the day before I signed. Four o'clock that day before I signed, get a phone call from administrator. We've sold the perfume bit to somebody else. It transpires, they sold it to Procter & Gamble. Mm. That's a big company, mm. we're behind my back. Wow, yeah. However, three months later- But you didn't sign, the, you obviously didn't sign it then. No, I bought the, I bought the fashion business, yeah, I didn't yeah. buy it. No. Three months later, they ring me up and say, oh, it's been an error. Uh, <laughs> the administrator didn't transfer perfume to you in the contract, I owned it. Yeah, right. And we started this banter. So they said, oh, we'll, we'll give you 10 grand to cover your legal costs. We want it back. And I said, really? And they came back 50 grand and 100 grand. Yeah. Then they, they called for a meeting. Said, look, we really want this to happen. We'll give you 300 grand. So I said to them, joking, they said, 300 grand? I said, you don't know me. I said, I do that on a weekend in Monte Carlo in one spin. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Uh, anyway, they were frustrated. So. I got a call from Cincinnati, which is the head office. Yeah. Some American guy said, oh, we really want to do this deal with you, whatever, whatever. Can we meet in Switzerland? I said, sure. Yeah. So I picked the most expensive hotel. <laughs> uh, and, and we're going to have dinner. So I get there half an hour before. So I order a thousand pound bottle of wine just to <laughs> set the mood, right? So, just to set the mood. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so the wine is sitting there. The guy arrives, American, and he says, we're talking pleasantly, and he looks at the wine, and he says, taste it. I said, I'll show you the menu. I said, jokingly. 
I said, all right, you didn't pay for it. So your expense account probably doesn't come for it. So, so he said, Tuka, really want to do this deal. And, and I said, look, very simply, it's often be 400, 500, whatever. I said, forget it. I said, hey, what I'm going to do? I said, it's now, I've had the wine, I've paid the bill. So I'm going to have breakfast at 8 o'clock. I'll be gone by 8.30. Um, unless there's two million on the table, I'm going to deal. So oh, I can't do that. Da, da, da. And I said, okay, good night. Quarter to eight, I'm there. He's there. So we end up, uh, he pays me two million quid. He paid you two million quid? Yep. Yeah. Uh, then I found out that, that they were selling the business to somebody else. They had, you know, if I knew that, I would have gone for more. Right, yeah. So they paid me. But what I'm saying is that's a situation where in, in true honesty, I went to see them. You know, and the transaction was as it was. Yeah. They went behind my back. Yeah. And did a deal behind my back. Big company. Yeah. Right? So yeah. You can't trust anybody. Right. But it all now, ended well in the I'm end. I'm sure I signed an NDA. <laughs> I can't disclose that. But it's a long time ago now. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, that's that. they're the sort of things that I remember. Yeah. I had pleasure playing poker. <laughs> but it wasn't poker. No. You know? No. It's, I mean, that's got to be one of, was that one of the greatest deals you've done? Not the greatest deals, but it was one of the fulfilling deals. Yeah. When you get, when you get screwed, and you say, they've screwed me. Yeah. You know, like David and Goliath. Yeah. They really had me. And then like, three months later, it comes back and think, wow. You know, and then yeah. they start playing pennies with you. Yeah. What are you, A, most excited about and B, most scared of for the future? One of each. All right. Well, I'm, um, I'm, I'm probably the most excited is I want to live after having a health scare four years Can ago. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. yeah. Um, so four years ago, um, I woke up one morning, all my body swelled up everywhere. Very fatigued before COVID. Luckily, I've got the best doctor in the world, Dr. Hubanen, who's the medical director at the Wellington, who runs the physician's clinic, brilliant man saw me straight to hospital. Luckily, you know, I'm fortunate that I have insurance. I had heart doctor, liver doctor, lung doctor, all there, gave me 24 hours to live. Wow. And um, they saved my life. And uh, that probably was a turning point in my life. Mm. Um, even today, I'm suffering from my body's not creating cortisone, so I'm on steroids, hence the fact I put on weight. Right. Can't get rid of it. Yeah. So that, that was a turning point. Today, my turning point is to have longevity in my life. So every day that I live is a bonus. Mm. That, that's very important mm. turning point. So what was the second question? What are you most scared of? So you're most excited to okay. live. You know what I'm scared of? I'm scared of as a civilization, something happens to us and my children. Who, you know what, I've, mm. I've lived a full life, but you look at COVID. COVID was just a warning for us. We don't really know, you know what could happen. Supposedly COVID happened because something happened in a lab. We don't know. Somebody brings something back from another planet. The Chinese developed, we don't know. You know? Mm. We're only on Earth as uh, what's the word as guests, yeah. And hopefully, you know, our ancestors, our kids, will stay a bit longer. Mm. And that's probably what frightens me. I think COVID 
actually created this in the back of my mind. If this could happen today, what, what could happen in the future? Mm. That's what scares me. Mm. This show is called Disruptors. What does the word disruptive mean to you? Disruptive for me is when you disrupt an existing situation. Yep. Mm -hmm. So um, you go to an industry who, who, who are mainly um, uh, the big conglomerates, got it nice and easy. Somebody comes along and disrupts what they do. Mm. That's disruptive. Yeah. yeah. And, and do you like that concept yes. as an entrepreneur? I think yeah. it's great. Yeah. And that's where I think there's opportunities. Yeah. You, you, you take any product, disrupt it, mm. make it better. Yeah. Redesign it, make it modern. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Because those big companies don't deserve to sit on their laurels. No. Mm. And where um where are you most active on social media? Where could we? Um, probably Instagram. Yeah. I, I like to put one or two posts a week. And what, what do you know what your username handle is so people can go there? Is it just your name? Suka Suleiman. Yeah. 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 And I I I, I sort of. Very selective now what I put on. Yeah. You, know, you probably see my Instagram. Yeah, I, yeah, they'll follow I'm you, not, yeah. I, I don't put out loads and loads of things. No. I'm not every day. No. Uh, you know, some of the other dragons are on five times a day. Mm. You know, that's not me. No. But I, I'm, I've come to an age where, although social media is important, I don't want to use it as a financial gain in the future. Right. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. And... um. How's your experience been, being on your very first podcast? Just be myself. It's, it's, it's the way I would normally be. Yeah. You know, it's um, young world with me today said, so, well, what do you think? I said, just be myself. Mm. I'm, not, uh, I'm not on stage. No. And, and sometimes we all need to reflect. And this is a form of reflection for me. Because mm. you sit here, there's nothing apart from yourself <laughs> to... <laughs> To sort of interrogate me. And I, and I, Do you feel I, interrogated? No, 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 not at all. But it, what, it, what it's done is, once again, it's reflected me all the way back to my early days, mm. to my other days, to my illness, to dragons. To my, yeah. it, it's, it's quite interesting. That it, it's, it's a form of relaxation. Mm. If that makes sense? Yeah. It's a form of self-search. Yeah. Well, we've been 100 minutes. Is that normal? It is for our show, yeah. Do you feel like you could do a bit more? Yeah. Rhetorical. But as I said, it's, it's very much, um, it's the first podcast that I've done. Mm. And Well, thank you for picking and, us. And, and I, no, but I, mm. I just want because I just felt that I could be comfortable here. Yeah. You know, I, I don't really want to be um, back in school with, uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and, and and of course, you know, you could have asked lots of difficult questions, and I was told to go where you came from. But um, but I I, <laughs> yeah. I, I I am very capable of mm. putting up with anything. Yeah, of course. And, yeah. and that's why I never make a speech. It's all it's from the heart. Yeah. I never read a speech. No. Never. If I'm going to make a speech, I'll just re say it. Mm. You know. Um, and that's why today has been a, you know an expression of who I really am. Yeah. And some of, some of the things that I'd like to do in the future. Yeah. Is there um, anything coming up you want to talk about or anything we haven't covered? Not really, no. no. no I, I, think, I think a lot of it is, is 
dealing with coming out of the holiday season. You know, I, I'm not a good holiday person. <laughs> I, Nor am I. I always yeah. point out Harry with that yeah. one. Yeah, I hate holidays. Yeah, um, but but I think <laughs> I, I think it, it, for us it's just looking at all the businesses and making. Why sure do you hate holidays? You're bored. Always, always have them. Yeah. So first of all, I hate sand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't mind four or five days and I'm done. Yeah. You know, um, I think probably when my kids were a lot younger, I had to go on holiday. Yeah. You know, when, when you're a father, you've got to be. But now, now my kids don't want to go on holiday with me. Right. They're, yeah. they're, they're in their 20s <laughs> yeah. and they have their own holidays. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but, but, I, but I think now, uh, also, I, I love going to the office. Yeah. People say to me, Do you go to the office every day? I said, Why shouldn't I? Every day, yeah. I don't even when I'm dying, I go to the office. Yeah. yeah. How um, how did they save you when you had 24 hours to live? The best doctors in the country, unfortunately. Wow. So Dr. Bainan uh, happens to be the medical director at the Wellington in London, and of course he has access to the best doctors. Mm. And I was very fortunate that they they gave me the best. You know, mm. a lot of people are not so fortunate. Mm. Yeah. You know, I, and and I do admit that that I was fortunate. Yeah. And and that to me is something I'll never forget. No. Yeah. Well, I am very grateful that this is the first podcast you've ever done, and we've got the scoop. Yeah, you have got the scoop. Actually. <laughs> Normally, Bartlett gets some yeah. of our scoops. Well, so. <laughs> look, look. I think I think he's got lots. Uh, Stephen, he'll be fine. Yeah, you know, he'll probably look at this with envy and say, "Why can't I get two on there?" But, <laughs> but I, I think, I think that, that no, I, I think I'd give Stephen a miss. He doesn't need me. He's got no. loads of good CEOs going on there. Yeah, you know. Yeah, you know, I'd rather boost you. Thank you. <laughs> we'll take everything we can get. All Thank right, you, Tuka. Thank you. Cheers. All Thank the you. best.